Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, my name's Nick. Hello, I'm Woogie. We are the Mouth of Manliness. This is a podcast all about uh, mental health. But it's not just mental health. Um, It's kind of about people's lives and about uh, how they cope and how they manage in the world. Yeah, and digging into the stories that make them who they are. Yeah, so it's real life stories um, where we talk about things that people have been through and how they've managed and how they've coped and how they've come out the other side. So sometimes it's just me and Woggy here, but more often than not, we're talking to guests, uh, sometimes more well-known guests, but more often than anything, it's um, just normal people who have been through um, interesting situations. Yeah, and they've all got a lovely story to tell. Yeah, so mouth and manliness, we are about mental health, but we're more about people and stories. So, welcome to the mouth. The mouth of manliness. Welcome to the Mouth of Manliness. Welcome back, everyone. Um, yeah, uh, season three, uh, exciting times. Um, I'm Nick, as you know. Uh, I'm sat here with Mr. Warren Borg, <laughs> or Woogie. Or Woogie, as, <laughs> as I always get it wrong. I, I love his pronunciation of that, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> And we are joined, rather excitingly, by uh, Taylor and Lauren from New Best Friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you for having us, guys. Yeah, oh, I'm so, yeah, pleasure. I'm so pleased to have you guys on. It's really, uh, for one thing, uh, it's really lovely to have, um, like, we do it from occasion and have women on the podcast. <laughs> but it's called on. Mouth and Manliness, right? Uh, um, but... It, <laughs> Like that, uh, that kind of idea was always more about me than the guests. It was me uh, feeling inadequate as a man, I think, more than anything. So, um, yeah, oh, it's nice. Thank to you so it. much for having us, guys. I'm just so sorry to interrupt, I don't want to wreck the flow of the podcast, but it might have been a wee mistake. Just the band is Brand New Friend, brand new just in friend. case you wanted to oh, do that shit. one more time. I'm not sure if you want to or not. You can I edit this out if you wish. <laughs> it's and all good. People do it all the time. No, leave people that in. Get, get the name wrong. Yeah, fucking right, you do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> keep it natural. Yeah. Sorry, and I tell you what, I've been listening to stuff recently as well, which is even more embarrassing. But uh, oh, do don't worry, worry at all. Welcome, don't worry. welcome. So, where are you guys? Well, we are currently zooming from my room <laughs> in our family home in the north coast of Northern Ireland. Beautiful. Up up near Scotland somewhere, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. How's how's the lockdown with you guys? How's how's it all going? Are you finding it? Yeah, I think we're we're coping well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, we're very lucky. Lauren, um, myself and our brother Logan, who's also in the band, we all live in the same house. Fantastic. (laughs) You know, it makes songwriting fantastic. We've got that luxury that a lot of other bands don't have. um, About having, you know, three-fifths of the band together um mm. so you know we've been able to, to write an awful lot together bounce ideas off each other and uh keep a, some sort of semblance of our sanity <laughs> yeah, yeah things, you know you're so lucky like i mean but being able to have that dynamic during all this is is quite something man like if you can use the energy in the right way do you know what i mean and 
you guys clearly have yeah. energy listening to your EP recently. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it, it feels like it was a, it was a while ago now. Yeah, but um, I mean, you're you're hundred percent right. It's it's given you a chance to to focus and, mm. and time and space that you wouldn't have otherwise had. Okay. So um, it, obviously, it's an insane time, but it's something that we, in a weird way, are quite grateful for as well. I think. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's like I haven't really minded. I've been really productive. I've been like building pedal boards and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and painting pictures. And it's been all right. So uh, did you guys play Reading when it was on last? Not the last time. I think it was before? the year before. It all kind of m- muddles mm. together in my head. I can't even quite remember. But, yeah, we absolutely loved it. What an experience. Oh, yeah. I've Renan got a feeling I saw you. I've got a feeling I saw you without even knowing it. Uh because I was kind of watching a few bit of your live things on YouTube, and I was like, I'm sure I've seen them. I'm sure I have. Because <laughs> you, like, you're really energetic, so you kind of remember that. Uh, the best thing about seeing a band is when they look like they care and they yeah. want to be there. And it, it just comes across. It really does. And I'm sure I saw you. I, really, like, I go every year, so I'm pretty sure I saw oh. you. Cool. You oh. might have seen us walking, might have walked past us making some noise. You never know. But yeah. thank you so much. We always like, it comes naturally to us to kind of look like that. We do get comments of people saying, you know, you guys just look like you're having so much fun. And it sounds kind of a bit cheesy or cliched, but genuinely being on stage is our favorite thing. So we couldn't even like try and be like that kind of cool laid back band that just kind of stands there. Like we probably wish we could be a bit more cool, yeah. but instead we're just kind of like, yeah, vibing, loving it. <laughs> I, I think, I think a, a large part of it is we're, we're five people who, you know, we appreciate every second because you know, even speaking from personal experience, I never thought I would be in a band. I never thought I would be talented enough to even play like a few chords in the guitar ever. So, um, just, you know, I remember that feeling of going to watch bands and thinking, my God, that's madness in our house, sorry. Arsenal just scored. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Think Arsenal just scored? Yeah, We're yeah. all Arsenal supporters in our house. Did oh, we just yeah. score? Yeah. <laughs> Abameyang. just scored. That's, that keeps us in Europe. I'm sorry, that's, that's, yeah, yeah. that's an amazing <laughs> moment, sorry. Amazing. We're keeping that you in. just witnessed <laughs> so, so something cool. very special in our house. <laughs> um, Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's that's our parents as well going mad. We're all Arsenal supporters. Oh, um, sorry, but anyway, um, yeah. So yeah, we remember what it's like to watch bands and dream of doing it. Mm. So now every time we get to actually do it, it still blows our minds. Yeah. It's still like, wow, do we actually get to do it? Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of how we feel. So it totally comes across. It really does, and I I just find that kind of energy and excitement uh, like hard to resist. Mm. You know, it's, it, I remember uh, 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 I've seen Oasis quite a few times and um, wow. like so many times I've watched them and then just walked off thinking, they don't look interested. They really, mm. like, I know that's the thing, but yeah. it just kind of pissed me off. Yeah, when I was, when I was like 19, I think, well, I, I, yeah, I must have been, I can't remember. How old was I? I, well, I weren't that old. I was sort of in my late teens, but at the driving headlined at... Um, the electric ballroom. It was the year 2000, so I, I don't know. My maths is shit, just uh. to clarify. So, but I remember seeing them and being absolutely enamoured by the way out the driving took the stage and just absolutely went fucking crazy, right? So, yeah, and it's. <laughs> did and, you, and, and did you guys play with them, right? We supported them in Dublin, Vicar Street? Didn't yeah, we, we yeah. did. I we mean, supported like, them. That was amazing, fucking yeah. unreal. <laughs> like, yeah, it was a crazy experience. Like they were nice people too. Like mm. we don't always hang out with the bands we play with. We didn't really hang out with them, but we kind of saw them. Like I got in a lift with them, and uh, it was just yeah. their band, and then me in, in the corner. Um, <laughs> but they were really lovely. Um, it was cool. Yeah, man. They 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 used to have like I mean they're, they're, as they've gotten older, I guess it might be harder for them, for them to do the acrobatics and shit they used to. No, but, no, they still do. I saw. I've, I see I them in like the roundhouse a few not years that long ago. ago. Yeah, man. He does anyway, like um, yeah. Cedric. So, uh, so when did you like? When did you get to a point where um, you could earn money doing music? Have we got to that point? <laughs> uh, no, really. <laughs> it's the same well, thing, I mean, within reason. Yeah. It's like your it's job. been a couple of years. The band have been going since. 
2016? 2015, 2016 is when it really oh, started. Oh, and it really just started yeah. off Taylor in his room, writing mm. songs, recording them with mm. a little cheap USB mic. Which I still have. <laughs> Putting them on SoundCloud. Yeah. And um, it was, we love those times. Like we would yeah. like never change them, you know, but um, it has been really interesting to see how things progressed over the years and to be able to have played some of the shows we've played and release an album on a label has just been like mm. um, a real... Oh, yeah, dream. we're yeah, our oh, dream totally is a good dream. way to explain it. So, but but in terms of money, like we we we've we played you know individual shows that have paid really well. But um, I mean, we have never ever been motivated by it. So hmm. we still we 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 play you know yeah. in our granny's kitchen for nothing. That's, do you know what I mean? So important um, as well. It so, all goes back in. Yeah, like anything, any money that we've ever earned from Brandy Friend has went straight back into the band fund. Yeah, you know, with, with maybe taking. The odd we think if when when things have been really rolling for us, um, you know it's it's nice to have a little bit extra in the back pocket. Mm. But at the same time, like as recently as like I think was it last year or two years ago, I tell the story all the time. Went to a garage, bought a bounty, and uh, had my card declined. <laughs> so like we we feel like we're perpetually skint. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Like we know, we, don't, we don't mind too much. We don't mind. Yeah, man. I've been in music since I was about 18 and I have exactly the same <laughs> Like, I mean, even now, like, things are hard, right? It's, it's crazy. Now, I guess I was yeah. kind of thinking, like, uh, uh, have you ever had to get, have you had to get jobs or anything? Like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm, I'm working, I'm working two jobs at the minute to are keep me really? going. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's why I'm dressed like this. <laughs> um, yeah, like I'm, I work a, a normal boring job, and then I've, at, at the minute I've got a quite an exciting kind of wee side job as well um, with the BBC, with that I love, nice. um, and that's great. But um, you know, every spare second that we get is all about the band. The mm. band is our dream, and our you know we want to live off it. Um, completely. And the boys in our band, Aaron and Luke, they both work for the NHS as well. Yeah. So oh, right. it's been a crazy year for them, but oh, we're, gosh, we're yeah. you know. Uh, Proud of them to be able to juggle and everything and balance everything as well as they do. And Lauren's cool. a tutor, so um, if you ever need to learn about Shakespeare, she's your woman. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, really? It's cool, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, a bit nerdy. Went to uni and did all the, all of the nerdy university stuff, did an English degree and a master's, so that's my kind of side side gig. Yeah, but Lo- Logan's still at school, though. Logan's a baby, so he's he's literally doing nothing all day. He's just playing FIFA. <laughs> and not, life, yeah. not having to revise. Because he's just getting all his results handed to him now. So, yeah, <laughs> so how, how did Extra Mile find you guys? Oh, I, did. <laughs> I did it. How did that happen? I just remember the day that our management told us that Charlie had been in touch with, with them. But mm. there is a... There is a story about how I came across our music, but I can't quite remember it off the top of my head. I I don't really know. We went to record a load of demos because um, Luke hadn't long joined our band, um, our drummer Luke, and um, we just went into a room and we we did like something ridiculous, like 15 songs in three days, just yeah, bang, 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 bang them out, just for the crack, um, to show people what we, we, we could potentially do in the future. And somehow Charlie Caplow, the head of the label, found these demos and said, this would make a great album. Yeah. And we were just like, okay. And that became the album. But um, I don't know. I think that was just it. I think he just found us somehow and just said, there's something in it. And we've been very lucky, I guess. Yeah, man. It sounds amazing, man. Your music's great. I love it. It's like Fast Tempo. It's just got all the energy that you need. And you can see that you're good guys as well. It's nice, you know. Deserve it, I'm trying to say. Nice one. It was was funny, I was listening to one of, um, is it Plastic Flowers? Yeah. And I I could hear Springsteen. Yeah, nice. I could hear hear the boss in that. I really could. (laughs) And Springsteen's amazing. That's cool. Yeah, I've never heard that before. Yeah, I, I can actually hear it though. Yeah, it wasn't necessarily like a conscious thing, but I suppose... Yeah, I can I can hear that. I think the thing is that between the first album and the EP, we just we did start to listen to a lot more sort of different genres. Mm. And our main influence, we kind of discovered the national 
um, within yeah. that time, or drummer Luke had been listening to them for so long, yeah, yeah. and then he kind of was like, "Guys, we really need to get into the national," and we all kind of became a bit obsessed. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that that influence definitely was like one that was quite significant for us. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, what's your favourite album? Cool. What's your favourite national album? Trouble will find me. I love Trouble will find me. I really love their most recent one. I love I Am Easy to Find because of all the sort of female vocals and that kind of narrative of kind of a the progression of like a woman through her life. I find that really cool and really different from a band mm. like The National. Yeah, so cool. that might be my favourite, even though it's their newest one. What about you guys? What's your favourite National album? Oh, uh, it's either The Boxer or High Violet. And, uh, and I am absolutely obsessed with both albums. Yeah. Like, I can't get enough of them. I listen to them all the time. And I, I and yeah. um, although I've listened to all their other stuff, I don't go back to them much. But those two albums, the boxer is what I. I, I just think they're amazing. Sure. I love his voice. Yeah. It's kind of really fr- it's like it's like they don't put much on his vocal. It's kind of really intimate. Mm. But the songs are huge. Yeah, they're ma- massive, man. It sounds unreal, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> I'm glad to say that. Look has a tattoo of the lyrics of um, Vanderlaan Vander yeah, yeah, yeah. on his arm. <laughs> yeah, <we see. laughs> he loves them. It's funny, they're a band that, uh, them and Ryan Adams, I really like Ryan mm, Adams, and uh, so so often I, I've said to people, you've got to listen to this, and they never like them. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and I'll never meet anyone else who likes the National. Oh, national, great band. Uh, here, you, you can now add our band to that list. Exactly, yeah. you'll, you'll play us to people and be like, "Don't like it." <laughs> oh, no. Amazing, amazing, absolutely. Oh, it's so cool. So you've done some really like I was going. You've done some amazing gigs and everything, haven't you? You've really done some cool things. It's really like. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's all yeah, kind of. It seems lucky. like it's all really happened for you. Hmm. Yeah, we, we just we take it all as it comes, and it's it's amazing to look back and mm. think of some of the really cool things. It's it's been a, it's been a wild wild journey, mm. um, and we just we just love it. We just love every element of being in a band. I think, like, yeah. even the annoying bits, like loading the gear and doing the sound check mm. and all that stuff. Like we we love every part of it. I think it's that thing, isn't it? So like I, I was sort of saying to some of our other guests recently is like. The, the intrinsic nature of being in a gang and going on tour and like and when you roll into like a service station and you've all got your own weird little internal conversation right and you walk in and everyone's like what the fuck are these guys doing and it's like <laughs> do you know what I mean and like but then you get back in your weird little van and then you go to another a venue and like I, I, I miss that so much like just rocking it into somewhere and just smashing mm-hmm. it to pieces you know it's like making people making people know who you are it's like I miss that massively. I mean, you, you guys are so lucky that you can sort of still write together and stuff to a degree. You know, it's amazing. And it's like you must oh, be missing okay. live ridiculously, obviously. But any plans? Yeah. Any plans now that we're, yeah. we're soon to be arrived? Do you know? Well, we can't say too much no. about it, but we are trying to, to put some stuff together because yeah. we're just we itching. So far. <laughs> we're just itching to get back on a stage. So yeah, we're sort of putting putting a bit of a plan together for the last half of the year. It has been tough because I suppose yeah. everything's been so up in the air but it has been hard to make plans but mm. now that there seems to be a little bit of uh, a kind of um, roadmap laid out that yeah we're just itching to get back to it. We can't wait. I mean yeah. if Reading and Leeds want to put us on we'll, 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 definitely, <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely go do that. Yeah, um, no yeah I think the for us the big thing is um your seatbelts for airplanes was the first album that came out when mm. 2018 now yeah yeah 2018 so um you know and a cure for living was last year and that was great mm. but um it's time for a new era now it's time mm. for something new and we've got a lot of the songs written but it's just getting over the line and getting the studios back up and running again yeah, so yeah. we can go somewhere and do it um so because I, I don't like I will, but I don't really want to go back on the road until we have a, a new record ready to mm. go. Yeah, cool. um, so that's kind of our focus as well. So that's that's what we're we're really. The thing doing is, tonight. though, like people are gonna need music, and they're gonna need like brand new friends live show. Do you know what I mean? They're gonna need they're gonna need that in their life <laughs> for real. That, that energy's there and it's what people want it's like, like Reading tickets just came available yeah again we got Reading right? tickets yesterday. so I just was like do you know what like, brilliant fuck, just get involved I mean there's a few projects so we might end up playing it or whatever but even if not doesn't matter let's just make sure we're there at a festival <laughs> yeah, at some yeah. point this year 
because I just yeah like it's, it's so missed like even the horrible pissy beer smell of a venue do you know what I mean? It's like, it's like <laughs> sticky floors, and you walk in, yeah. and you're like peeling yourself off it. Yeah, the shit that goes <laughs> all over your feeling. flight yeah. cases and all that stuff that's yeah. now festering in a garage somewhere. It, it will it will get out there again. Do you know what I mean? For more beer and Guinness spilt all over it. This is the way. Right? Big time. <laughs> you know. Big time. A cure for living is an amazing title, by the way. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. I like to take credit for it, but then I can't really take credit for it because it like was inspired by a book I was reading. So I really think that the author Rebecca Solnit would probably have something to say about <laughs> that. But it's just a phrase I came across in a book, and I thought that it, it, yeah, we all really loved it. What was the book? Yeah, you yeah. put me on the spot, Mike. I'm trying to think. What was it called? It might be on my bookshelf oh. behind me. Yeah, I might I'll have it here. Let's see. It's not. A cure for wellness. It mm. kind of, uh, I don't know. It, it kind mm. of, it ringed the bell with me. You know, mm. uh, it's almost like music is a bit mm-hmm. of a cure for a living. Yeah, man. yeah, that's yeah. that's what I take from it for sure. Yeah, the it. book's called A Field Guide to Getting Lost by Rebecca Solnit. So works quite well, I think. Yeah. Getting lost in something. That yeah. is interesting. Mm. That is interesting. So it's, we uh, we recently had. Um, uh, oxygen free from, you know, uh, your uh, Barry Dolan, and yeah, um, yeah, and he was uh, um, obviously like it's a mental health podcast, right? And he was uh, he um, was saying how uh, fantastic uh, Extra Mile are, as in like they kind of look out for each other, like like they kind of look after you a bit, and how um, they kind of take mental health really seriously. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. I thought was Big really, time. really good. Sorry, it's essential. Yeah, no, um, I agree. Like, I see where Barry's coming from in that, and it does seem to be a very kind of tight knit label. It's a small label, so you know, mm. you know everyone that's part of the team, and they always do their best to check in every so often, which we always appreciate. Yeah, Anthea, Danny, and Charlie are kind of like the. I was like the the trio at the, the top of the tree for extra mile and mm. our whole time being with the label they've always wanted to look after us as people as mm. well as a band mm. so you know they've got your best interests at heart like away from the music mm. always um I can't thank them enough for what they've they've done for us you know um a wee band from across the water and they they really do care about us I think which mm. is which is brilliant so, have you? If, what are your own experiences with mental health? Have you had any like, you know, dips, ups, and downs along the way? Well, I think everyone, of course, everyone mm. has. You know, that's just the nature of being a human being, yeah. the person yeah, <laughs> who's alive. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think being a, a touring musician is challenging in itself. And being out there on the road, whilst we always love it and have a ball and we're all very close as a band, um, we were, you know, we've been on tours that have been as long as like a full month straight on the road. And I think sometimes that can wear you down, you mm. know, that can get to, get to you after a while. I think people benefit from sort of having their own space. Um, so that sometimes comes into it. But what I do mean, you think, Tails? Yeah, well, I was going to say, like, we went on a, a month long tour um, with Sean McGowan. Um, oh, wow. do, do you guys know Sean, singer-songwriter from Southampton? Yeah, yeah, I'm aware of him, yeah. He's brilliant. Yeah, he's he, oh, Sean's fantastic. He's such a songwriter, but he's also a brilliant person. And when we were on that tour, you know, there was different times when certain people are up and certain people are down. And he had this amazing radar for just being able to pick up on it straight away. And yeah. there was mornings and, and evenings on that tour when I didn't have to say a word to Sean. And he would come over and he'd be like, you missing home and I was like I am a wee bit and he just put his arm around me yeah. and he wouldn't need to say much but he just yeah. put his arm around me and he'd be like yeah. you're, you're fine you know you're, you're fine you know we're we're all in this boat together so um, there's definitely times when people are up and down on the roads mm. and as much as anything else the people you surround yourself with are the ones who will get you through it I think yeah, and that's why being in a, in a family band mm. is such a, a massive thing for us I think yeah yeah, I was kind of curious about that because, uh, like, uh, that could, 
um, like historic, you know, in many bands that does, <laughs> like that. That's uh, that's a, we talked about Oasis uh, embrace. I mean, <laughs> embrace, yeah. Danny McNamara from Embrace and uh, or, or Black Crows, yeah. and like they kind of bang heads, uh, yeah. and they're not always that supportive. Mm. Like, I think about my own siblings. I've got one sister I'm really close to, another sister who just doesn't get me. She don't get me at all. <laughs> you know, she's yeah, we're, we're miles apart, and she doesn't. She's got no understanding about it's like mm. what you know, mental health problems are a weakness, right? And she would see it that way. Mm. Uh, so uh, yeah, I was wondering about how that kind of dynamic works with you guys because you got you both seem to kind of click. Yeah, you both seem to have a nice thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there's obviously being siblings. There's times where one of us might want to, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like slap each other in the face. But um, yeah. no, I mean, nothing, nothing major. And we are very lucky that the three of us do get on really well. Mm. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Taylor, but I do think that we tend to be on the same page a lot of the time. And when we're not, we're able to work it out fairly mm. quickly. So. We were brought up that way, you know, our, our parents brought us up with a very sort of strong sense of family and a very, mm. very sort of tight-knit family, very close. So that has mm. only kind of benefited us. And I also think that if it wasn't for Taylor, um, I wouldn't have really have had the confidence to get into music. Um, so I have a lot to sort of thank Taylor for in that respect, because in school I was very shy, very anxious person. Um, didn't have a lot of confidence sort of as a teenager and um, when Taylor was just kind of toying around with the idea of Brand New Friend being a band and not just being kind of a solo project he was the one that kind of convinced me to put myself out there and mm. and go and play shows and record demos with him and um, I don't think that if it wasn't my brother if it wasn't Taylor who kind of gave me that nudge who gave me that confidence I probably would have just stayed as like a bedroom musician and kind of doing things at home because I wouldn't have had the hmm. wouldn't have had the confidence to do it. So yeah. Can I, can I just say that's so lovely. That is a lovely thing. She's she's actually she's being really unfair to herself because Lauren is like a trained musician. So Lauren is like hmm. got her grades in singing right up to grade eight. Yeah. So Lauren can do all the Midnight Sonatas in the world. Is there vocals in that song? Not quite. <laughs> There's no vocals in that song. <laughs> um, she can do. <laughs> she can do all the. <laughs> I was close. I'm trying to think of a, a, a Pavarotti. Lauren can do all that. No bother. Um, and I obviously can't. I'm a. I'm a terrible singer. So I. I the whole thing with brand new friend and music now for me. If Lauren's not doing it, I can't do it. So I was never gonna start a band without her. Um, she is the talent, one billion percent. Oh, so she is the talent. You guys, you're making me melt. So <laughs> no, it's just so lovely. No, wait to see. We'll start talking about Logan. Logan's a wee dick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no joking. Oh shit! Oh, he's joking, Logan. Um, I think it's really interesting, no, like the band it, dynamic, though, right? Because yeah. I think I, I've spoken to a friend of mine recently that I make music with. Um, we, we were in a, a hardcore sort of shouty punk band called Bricks. And um, we self-released cool. an album like a few years ago. And uh, this guy, Lee, who I make music with, he's, um, he's from Blackpool. He's quite burly and, and sort of, he's, he's a northerner, I'm a southerner. We sort of like, but we, we, meet, we met a long, long time ago in a, in a very mutual play and it's lovely, you know, like we're there. But he's the guy I get in a room with that used to be in it and I'd, I'd play and he'd go, no, that's shit, you can do better. And I'd be like, cool. Yep. All right, and then that, and then you can do better, and it's it's that confidence that that bigging each other up is like so massively important in that dynamic, right? And um, like we've we've then gone on to make another. Like we've got an album pending for a band called Broken Bricks because our bass player left, and then we got a singer and, yeah, and a pop playing. band, and it was beautiful. And and um, yeah, then so Nick Nick played bass for Bricks initially as well, right? And this is and then that leads to how we become friends more. So it's because then I started coming around here and just sodding about making tunes, right? So. We've been making this project that we've got at the moment. And it's like, but every time it's really important to have like, um, well, I feel it's really important to have like someone that is, you're so centered and trust, trusting of that you, when, especially like if you're writing lyrics and stuff, right. And you're literally pouring, like, I mean, I, I write very directly. So it's like all of my anxieties, all of my, like, 
issues and like uh, the record I wrote with Bricks it was essentially about splitting up with um, the love of my children right and it's it's a bit visceral at times and I might have deleted some of it but the, the fact is that there's someone else that gives the confidence to put something out into the world right and and it's it's massively important I think. it's just that kind of trust isn't it yeah like, I, I like from playing in bands for years like no one ever got like I've been in so many bands and like been recording and things and no one ever says that was really good you know, like everyone just goes because if they say that was good, then it means that they weren't so good, and that's been my experience of doing music, and that's why I've liked doing music with Warren because he's like, "Fucking hell, how'd you do that?" And I'm like, "Oh, I yeah. could just do what I do." Oh, it's <laughs> yeah. so lovely, so lovely. Mm. I imagine though, uh, does it? Um, so uh, with, with my siblings. Um, like my middle, like I'm the youngest, and my sister above me is, uh, she's almost like the the matriarch, you know. Like she's the one. Like I, I like I, I might push it with her, but there's a level because basically she's in charge. <laughs> totally. And I wondered if that was the totally. case with you guys, because I kind of see that a little bit. Yeah, Lauren, I imagine Lauren's, Lauren's in charge. In charge. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'd say so. Well, yeah. <laughs> Trying not to be modest, but like, I'm a bit of a control freak sometimes, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think it's different though, uh, like, between when you're in the practice space and you're working mm. and when you're out and we're just hanging out. Mm. Uh, I think when we're, when we're in the practice space, it's a very level playing field. Um, all five members of the band all have equal shits, you know, say in what's good, yeah, equal exactly. share. Um, but when we're just hanging about, I think you know, in our family, it's definitely Logan. Logan's mm. Logan's the main man. Like, yeah, but also without me, Taylor, you and Logan would never be on time for anything. Uh, you yeah, would so forget. Made, yeah. We came to a gig once, and Logan forgot his bass amp, <laughs> and we said, "Logan, where's your amp?" And he said, "I didn't didn't think I'd have to bring it. Like we're headlining. <laughs> kind of need your own amp." So That's you know. Bass That's just bass, bass players. Never bass players never want to bring an amp anywhere. No. Because they're yeah. Well, why is that? Why do bass players not? Why? What? Bring your amp, bass players. They never do. They never do. And drummers are like drummers want to bring everything. everything. Yeah, every bit. Every, yeah, every, every every little like yeah. little weird symbol. Yeah, that some exactly. guy gave him. Yeah, drummers are always. Um, bass players are always like, "What? Well, I've got to bring an amp." <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, you're doing a gig, right? Big time. Yeah, for reals. <laughs> you're doing a gig. So do you, are you able to kind of lean on each other then? Because you obviously spend a lot of time together. Yeah. I oh, big time. Uh, I actually think, you know, the um, the longer the band's got on and like all that sort of stuff, um, I do think it's actually brought us closer too. Um, I, I think we're more open with each other now. And uh, it's, a, it's a bit like, again, like the Sean McGowan thing. It's like a telepathic. You kind of just know and you know when to push it. And you know when to leave it, um, and you know when you think, right, okay, I'm gonna let him just simmer, and I'll come back to him in an hour's time and see what the crack is. Um, so yeah, like, would you would you agree, though? Yeah, and I think that goes for the guys in the band too. You know, I think oh, it's I... just a dynamic thing, um, and the dynamic of the band has got a lot better, like over the years as we've done it. Even with songwriting, because as you said, Bourne, you need to be able to be honest as well. It's not as if we're always just like, you're amazing, that Aww. part is so good, I love it, you're the best. <laughs> you know, when songwriting and recording, you need to be able to say to someone, like, no, that you could definitely do better than that, or I hear where you're coming from with that idea, but, it, you know, I just don't like it, or it's not my cup of tea. So we're able to have those conversations, and we know when, you know, you're not crossing the line, you're not hurting anyone's feelings, we can mm. all take constructive criticism. And I think that dynamic works really well. Yeah, we're good I, at that. I think now. It's, it, so, it sounds like nice and strong. Do you know what I mean? Because you, you know, you, you'll be making music forever. You hope. Do you know what I mean? And in, in one way or another. But it, but uh, as a band, you could go on to progress and progress and progress, right? So I think that that dynamic and that trust. Because the, the thing is, like, have you had like some like real hard times together where like you just needed like stopped? Like, have you, have you needed like just completely stopped and split up? Because I must have done that several times. But uh, I, yeah, I mean. There was definitely there's definitely hard times, wasn't there? There yeah. was uh, there was definitely times when we thought, you know, what are we going to do? Mm. Like, um, you know, there was there was one particular time where, uh, you know, just we we'd kind of had a bit of a a management split, and it mm. was 
things were looking very dodgy for our future for a while. I don't think the band was ever going to like break up, but there was definitely times where we were like, mm. I don't know how we're going to be able to keep it going. And it literally yeah. was just week by week, um, making sure we were in that practice space and making sure we were with each other. Yeah. Um, and, and literally, am I, am I right in what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's, it's, there's like a big foggy time in my mm. head where I, I can't really remember any specific details. Because it was all just so chaotic. It's, it's mad, isn't it? Um, and we came out of it. You know, right. I, th- I think in band stuff like there's the social dynamics of individuals. Again, like you, you're sort of sat there bearing all basically in a room with people that you trust or not or whatever. But like, um, it's certainly a, a big deal in terms of like if something goes wrong, if you don't address it or or you don't have those conversations with people, yeah. like you can then go home and be like, they all hate me. Yeah, sit in a room right. like I mean, I, I've had members of bands like message me and go. Like, like Lee really had a go at me last night and, and I, I'm not happy about it and I, I don't know how to do it. It's like, it's all from love, man. Like, it's it's just because, you know, but but if you, you... And you should be able to actually coach and support your friends as well, right? Like, like no matter how old you are or whatever, like, I've recently become friends with a really good friend. He's, like, for the last year. And I met him in the pub local to where I lived ages ago and we just got on, right? Piss takey, but got on. Since then, I've spoken to him, like, every day in support of, like... And we're, we found out we're very close friends and we're good people, like, together, I mean. And um and it's like that comes out of nowhere when you're just able to actually tell people, look, I'm breaking up with somebody, and uh, their response isn't, um, oh, yeah, there's plenty more fish in the sea, mate. It's yeah, more like, yeah. why? Mm-hmm. And and, and yeah. let's have a conversation because you're actually, as a man or or whatever stereotypes being that you're just hardened and stuff. It's like, well, it's not necessarily the case at all, is it? We're all individuals, and that other men actually do actually yeah. think like other men and women, and women understand men too and stuff. It's not all. It's very much singular, I think, and it's like, yeah, I just, I just I, yeah, that's what I've sort of been through recently, trying to make music and then actually get some social sort of interaction as well, I guess, and, <laughs> and support from people, yeah. right? You know, it's so important. Being friends is like the biggest thing. I think, <laughs> just I, I think like um, women tend to do it so much better. Uh, that, I, I was predominantly brought up by women, really. Yeah. And I always found uh, like women talk about things so much better than men do, and um, mm. so it tends to it rolls that way. But it's funny you said about um, Sean and that he would pick up like if something was wrong, and it is sometimes it's just a mood shift. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like there's a mood shift there, and you think, mm. uh, "Oh, something's going on. Something's not right," uh, and being kind of bold enough to go and say, "Are you okay?" Mm. You know, that's a special thing. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Having a support system is so important, you know, and uh, I think we are all very lucky that we are all on the same page and we are close enough to notice when other people in the band, even just at band practice, maybe like, you know, if someone's just doesn't seem on form, to be able to kind of, you know, pick up on it is mm. important. It's strange that we've, we've been through so much together now and we're so close, like the five of us. I think yeah. we struggle to find five people who are as close as we are. Um, we just, we just know each other so well now mm. that it's, um, it's kind of, it's like in our DNA. I don't know. I think we've just, we've came this mental journey together. We've seen things that like only we could know because only we've lived it. Mm. And, uh, that's, yeah, I don't. I think like every band's close because you're in a band. But once you've gone through yeah. a certain number of things together, it just takes you to this level where like nothing's off limits, nothing's off guard. You's you's become literally a family yourselves, and and we're definitely you know we, we passed that point a, a long time ago now. It's, it's like when um, when you but it's such a s- special place. To it's be like in. when you when your tour manager becomes that person that you can phone up when you're not on tour and go. I still need some help getting up in the morning. Can you help me out? Yeah. Like, can you come to my house and bang <laughs> on my front door, please? Yeah, I've got a job now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can you wake me up at half eight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, or, or, or put <laughs> you to bed because you've been acting like a twat the night before. <laughs> you know, that's that's occasionally you still need that in life, right? <laughs> so how did it work, Lauren, when you were at university then, was the band going then? Yeah, so I graduated from my undergraduate degree in 2019. So very much like the band really like coincided with my university years. Amazing. Um, but I was lucky enough to be able to just juggle it. Thankfully, my final year was probably the busiest year of the band. That was the year where we went on the month long tour. 
We did the Snow Patrol tour. Oh, we did, snow did like a hectic festival season. And thankfully, my lectures were just really dead on and it let me have a bit of time off. And as long as I was still able to hand stuff in, I was fine. So a lot of the time I was in the van with my books and my laptop writing essays <laughs> while we were on tour, which was not easy. But yeah, no, it's amazing that you did it. Though. <laughs> did you go away to university? No, so I went to university in Belfast in Northern Ireland. Yeah. So I've been able to kind of juggle everything, thankfully, because I've been like near home the whole time more or less mm. we don't live that far from Belfast so we've been able to make it work yeah, yeah uh, I, I was miserable at university uh, I was really miserable mm. just <laughs> weren't a lot of fun and like you know uh, you kind of mm. build it you know like you go through school then you go through college yeah. and you're working really hard with this idea that you it's yeah. all going to pay off when you go to university even mm -hmm. even just down to the fact that you're going to have loads of fun mm. and it's going to be like crazy yeah. And it, it really wasn't. No, really yeah, I think people build up this idea yeah. of like the university experience and the partying and mm. the you know, and I think a lot of teenagers and young people can feel kind of a bit inadequate if their experience doesn't live up to that and yeah. think, Oh, what's wrong with me? Why am I not having this? And that lifestyle just didn't overly gel with me or didn't click with me. So I kind of knew that that wasn't what I was gonna get out of it. Um and I think I probably did feel a bit of pressure you know to have that classic experience but it's not for everyone and the band was my university experience mm. i think so when people were going to halls and doing freshers week we were like you know in, a practice in our practice space or driving up and down the length of the country to go yeah. from show to show and staying in like smelly travel lodge rooms <laughs> up and down the uk and getting in the van and driving through the night and yeah. so it was a different experience it wasn't uh, the same that everyone that, has but it worked for me but that, yeah, that experience i remember a day we played sorry go on. yeah no 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 sorry i'm, I'm interrupting I, I was gonna say i can remember a day we did two shows in one day or maybe three um we played like an art space in belfast yeah and then i think we played somewhere in the afternoon and then we played like a, like a local festival that night yeah and uh <laughs> just like at, at the end of the day like hardly being able to talk yeah because i just had no voice left yeah and just thinking this is what i want to do with my life yeah and all my mates were at uni at that time and uh and they were bringing me being like i'm at this party or i'm you know i'm here and wherever mm. you know you should be here and i'm like nah i should be in the van mm. like this is where i should be you know i'll, I'll see you i'll see you soon but I've, we've got to do this first and it's uh, amazing, uh, man. We, and we're still doing it <laughs> it's such a it's such a like a, a i've been fortunate enough to have that experience and it's like when you when you don't you, you can't buy it right yeah you, you can only you can only make songs and then get booked and play shows totally. and that and that 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 experience is so unique actually and it's, it's, it's and a it, privilege. It, it is it is a it is a privilege for people to come to your shows right it's a beautiful thing and the fact is that you can go and get pissed with a hall of people anytime you want really right i mean that that you're not missing out on anything it's the it's the best experience and and it it makes you more it makes you very rounded actually because you're around you get around a lot of other people in the music industry especially of all ages and like crazy characters like at a venue where you're sound engineers that you meet now and again and all these people that like I guarantee you yeah. they will be far more fucked up than any kid that's just about to leave uni and is trying to make you look a dick and and they will drink you under the table and you will wake up in a farm naked and it's like. That shit happens, right? <laughs> and it's it's written about for years, but you, only you guys will, have, will know that exists because you, you've, you've unlocked the yeah. door to it. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's a beautiful, positive thing with creativity, in my opinion. I left, you, I left university to join a band. Yeah. Like, so, it, it was like my awesome. friends were like, started playing in mm. London and playing in Camden and, uh, and I was at university board painting pictures. <laughs> and I was so jealous. Everyone it's like they're having more fun than me. This isn't right. Yeah. So like, I left and joined the band. Well, I, I didn't go, I just awesome. joined the band. <laughs> that was it. I got a got a job in a record store and joined the band. That was it. Did alright. Yeah, it's that's not what bad, I did man. As well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I tell you what I was curious about. It, um the coming from Northern Ireland, do you think um the perceptions of, you know, like your perceptions of, like, say, mental health and things. Do you think it differs? Hmm. It's a really good question. Ooh. I do see a lot of kind of discussion online recently about kind of 
not that every conversation about Northern Ireland needs to be brought around to this, but, you know, growing up in a generation that is post-conflict, that a lot of people sort of think that that the culture is, like, slightly different. I personally have found that as a result of, you know, our country having a weird history and things being, you know, strange, but me and you went to an integrated school where, you know, mm. anyone, any kid of any background could come. And that school was, was founded in, like, the late 90s, just around the time of the Good Friday Agreement being signed. And I feel like we've grown up in a much more kind of positive space than maybe people of previous generations from Northern Ireland. So I'm very sort of grateful for the fact that I think the conversation around things like mental health and around things like just sort of equality and things like that has been a lot more sort of progressive and a lot more sort of supportive than maybe things would have, been. Had, have been maybe, yeah. you know, 20 years ago. Um Maybe that's not, you know, exclusive to Northern Ireland. Maybe that's just how society's advanced and the conversation around mental health and things like that, thankfully, is is so much more prevalent now. But I've certainly found that, um, yeah, things are very supportive. Like, I know that my friends, you know, we've always been very comfortable talking about things like that. Mm -hmm. And I think our school was very good in kind of supporting that and encouraging that in us as, like, an integrated um, school, which not all schools in Northern Ireland are, which is weird but yeah yeah that's really impressive mm. comes from the school yeah mm. yeah because uh, yeah. schools tend to especially now like my daughter's 13 and uh, like we uh she's doing school at home and um the the school were always mm. on the phone saying right she's not doing this she's not doing that and it's like well it's a bit difficult at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but there's not really that appreciation. <laughs> Big time. Uh-huh, no, I, I hate to hear that. I think that, yeah, some schools don't necessarily have that appreciation for what it's like, but we're a bit nerdy. We, we're big fans of our, our school. It was a really positive place and it encouraged me very much musically as well, so I have a lot to sort of thank them for. I'll give them a shout-out. Slemish Integrated College in Ballymena. Woohoo! Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, that... We loved our school. Um, I do think, yeah, I think I do remember, like, teachers saying from a very young age, you know, how are you feeling? And, you know, putting a lot of emphasis on you as an individual as opposed to just being a number. It wasn't like, pass these exams. It was, you know, be the best version of yourself that you can be, which is a really important thing for kids, I think, to hear yeah. Um, yeah. from a young age. And we certainly got that from our parents, but our school environment helped. And we're, we were just lucky with our mates, weren't we? We, we, have, mm. we had really good mates mm. um, as well. Like Lauren's mates were all lovely. My mates were headers, but they were also lovely. Um, you know, so it was, yeah, I think we've we've had a very privileged, in that sense, we've had a very, very privileged upbringing yeah, for sure. Probably went all the way around from your question, guys, sorry, but yeah. No, it's just, I, no. Yeah, stream of consciousness. Like, that's about confidence, isn't it? Making you feel confident in yourself. Mm. And uh, it's funny because, like, Lauren, you said uh, earlier that you, uh, that you didn't feel as confident earlier on. And, like, Taylor kind of yeah. brought that out of you. Mm. Yeah, big time. Which is quite an amazing just, thing. Mm, it is a beautiful thing. Yeah. Like, Lauren always had it in her, like with without a shadow of a doubt. Like if, if it wasn't me, it, you know, not, not saying it was me. It wasn't me at all. Um, but you know, it just literally someone needed to push Lauren on the stage and say, "You, you've got this," because she always wanted. I think you always wanted to do it. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of it comes down to perfectionism as well. I'm the type of person that, like, unless I know I'm gonna be really good at something, like straight away, I'm like, "No, it's fine. I'll not do it." <laughs> so that kind of fear of not being really good at it, or like forgetting the words, or just sounding silly. I don't know what kind of held me back, but. Mm. Yeah, I'm very much the type of person that kind of needs a bit of a nudge. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, I just, I, I've never really been a perfectionist in anything. Like, I, I, I'm very proud of everything that I do and everything Brandy Friend does. I want it to be amazing. Like, it's my baby. It's our baby. Mm. It's our, you know, five of us. But um, I, I think because I was like, I love music as a kid, but I wasn't musical. Mm. Like, even learning the guitar for me was a real ordeal. Like, <laughs> it does not, nothing comes naturally to me yeah, with music. It's all just, it's all just hard work and just not giving up. Um, mm. If something was a bit scratchy, if something wasn't perfect, I was just so proud to have done it anyway. Yeah. I was like, yeah. have it, I'm proud, you know, I'm going to go up and sing. 
and there's a million other singers way, way better than me, but I'm doing it and maybe they won't do it. You know, that's kind of always been my attitude. You know, I'm the guy who'll just... just Try it. it. I'll just fucking have a go. Um, and other people who are way more talented maybe won't have a go. And that's a shame. Some some friends yeah. of mine from years ago were in a, in a collective called A Poem In Between People. A guy called uh, Joshua Ederhan, who's now in a band called Benin City, and a guy called Musa Okwonga, who's a, a, an author and a poet. And, and uh, their motto for their band always was get shit done. And that's it, right? Yeah. Just go and do it. Just do it. Get up and do something. Yeah. And, and it's like, because it, you, the fact is your dynamic clearly works. Your music sounds amazing. The perfection is there. The scratchy is there. It's like it's it's how it, and it's just it's the same thing of like having having like having that support and, and honesty about about your talent as well with people is is really good man it's like it's solid and it's working do you know what I mean it's like you know <laughs> big up oh. I, I tell you what's been going through my head. thank you very very much we hope yeah, so <laughs> is uh, who are your heroes hmm. oh love that question do you want me to start do you want to think about go, it Taylor mull it over go ahead. <laughs> Um, for me, it's, sometimes I used to think, oh, it's a bit of a cliche, like every girl that's in a band says the same person, but, um, the band that really got me into kind of alternative music was Paramore. So Healy Williams for Paramore is a definite hero of mine. My first gig was a Paramore show when I was 14. So seeing someone on stage with just so much presence and that voice was just really inspiring for me. So I always bring it back to her. She's my fave. <laughs> What about you, Taylor? I don't know. Um, I mean, who, who's my... Who do I look to? Who, who do I admire and, and love and want to be like? Um, yeah. I, I'm i not sure. I mean, Thierry Henry, always. Yeah, nice. Because um, <laughs> really? he's, so, he's such an elegant footballer and a, <laughs> and a really nice man. Ian Wright. It's he's so he's so full of positivity and happiness. Um, musician wise, um, Matt Matt Berninger from the the National um, mm-hmm. is what what a man. All all five of them, mm-hmm. Aaron Desner, all of them, Bryce, they're all just great human beings. Did you watch the documentary? Did you watch the uh, um, Mistaken by Strangers? Yeah, yes. mistaken for strangers. Love Brilliant. It. Yeah, it's fascinating, isn't it? Because like it's like the the brother is into like death metal, hmm. and uh, yeah. it's just clearly really in his brother's shadow, or, or feels yeah. like he's in his brother's shadow, hmm. and then his brother's desperately he keeps fucking it up. <laughs> uh, but like <laughs> like Matt's trying Loved to pull it. him up the whole time, going, "No, come on, just do something." Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know there was something about that dynamic as well that i kind of not people feeling like they're overshadowed by anyone else but that kind of loving your siblings but also being like right okay come on like <laughs> get a grip yeah <laughs> i love that thought was yeah i love i love that documentary it was class yeah <laughs> i feel like you're forgetting other people though taylor else? i don't know do you not always bring up like oasis and stuff like that or have yeah. you moved on from that no bit? no i love i love oasis so much i'm still devastated that they're they're not they're not a band anymore um that was my first gig when i was 12 my dad took me to see them so i mean yeah i i love i love liam's passion and noel's the genius um but i think i'm i more gravitate towards liam because i think he feels every part of it um even if he is a bit of a madman uh, I've got a real yeah. soft spot for Liam Gallagher. I yeah, can't help myself. You know, like I was saying before with Oasis, like I'd go and see him and I'd be annoyed that no one was making any effort. But I still, yeah, he's still. Uh, I, I, I still find myself just going on Google Images looking at Liam Gallagher. <laughs> you know, like I can't help myself. Sorry, eh? <laughs> like when when I don't feel uh, when I uh, right. I just recently got a new job. And to buoy myself up for my interview, I listened to Oasis mm. uh, and looked at pictures of Liam Gallagher. Mm. Um, I wore pretty <laughs> green clothes uh, <laughs> and I just thought, well, you go there and you say it like you mean it. You do, yeah. And uh, I am, totally. yeah, I get completely lost in it. Mm. I really do. And uh, I, well, well, like I can, I I can better you for that. 
I, I can go one further. Um, few, well, would been five or six years ago, maybe now. Uh-huh. Um, I went to our local Pretty Green store in Belfast every day for a month and gave the boss my CV. And basically, my CV just said, "I love Oasis." Can I and it, it worked. And it, it worked. Yeah, yeah. I, I showed up with a parka, swaggered in. Brilliant. Yeah. You were like nineteen. I was like nineteen. I love Oasis. Yeah. And he was like, "That doesn't help you sell clothes." And nah. I was like, "But it does." It's fantastic. It was uh, funny before we before we came on. We we were both talking about our own kind of uh, our own little autistic traits. And um, one of mine was uh, was uh, obsessively buying and saving for pretty green jackets and coats and parkas. And I was like, I've got loads of them. And I, like, and I, I like, it's far too many to ever wear. Yeah, of course. And if they fade, I get really upset about it. It's yeah, like, they yeah. don't look black anymore. Yeah. And my wife gets the right hump about it because they're expensive. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, I've got I've got that at that proper so like, issue with it. If anything gets broken immediately, I get like distraught. I'm I'm in bits if my laptop got a scratch on it. I'm getting so much better. Like buying a t shirt and then you pull it and it's like, fuck, I can't wear it again. Like, no. you know, well, that sort of shit. That's not very rock and roll with me, of course, but the reality is we're all geeks and we've all got like some proper oh, proper yeah. serious ish going on and I love it. So if I tear a new book, tear a page can. of a new book, I'm distraught. I'm but, absolutely distraught. Like Absolutely. No, 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 books, books. <laughs> they're, they're made to be read, but a I, new I book. read. A, I'm a, I'm a, I read a lot, yeah, and yeah. Um, I like a book to be well broken in. Yeah. I'll break the spine on purpose. Yeah. Dog ear the pages. Yeah, yeah. I don't do bookmarks. I just, I just mean like no, straight out of Waterstones. Do you know what I mean? Like straight out of having the book, and then I, I tear it, it and I'm like, things. fucking hell! Oh, but then it will become mine. It will. It'll be covered yeah. in scribble, mm. basically. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm all about that. Oh, Oh, yeah, I'm an obsessive reader. Oh, I love the Oasis thing, I really do. Yeah, I do, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah we've been talking it, because Warren's like 10 years younger than me, mm. and he, we were talking the other day that he kind of went to, like, um, like in the earlier days, he went mm. to, like, Noel Gallagher's house. And... Yeah. So, so I, when I was 13, what? I went to Nebworth. That was my first gig. It's like my, my mate's dad no at school got tickets, and we went to the... I was gutted, though, because it was the day that... Um, the prodigy were playing on the Friday, and we went on the Saturday. So I was like, "Oh fuck!" So like, so but at, at the same time, the lineup was like the Charlatans, the Manics. Like it was a really, really good like lineup, right? Wow. It was amazing. I love the Manics now. Incredible. I love the Charlatans now. And like at the time, I was like just gutted. Yeah. I went to that, and then a week later, my friend who lived in um, Angel Islington was like, "If we get on a train and go to St John's Wood, they're recording in Abbey Road, and you can knock on Liam's door and Noel Gallagher's door." I was like, "All right then." So we did. So I knocked, knocked on Nogali's door and no he sort way. of he sort of opened the door but he had like just a hallway full of Adidas trainers and went, nah, fuck off, and then just like closed the door. Went to Liam Gallagher's house and Liam Gallagher knocked on the door. Sorry, I knocked on the door and Patsy Kensett opened the door and then he sort of bowled in and was like, all right, lads, no signed everything. I was like, get in. Like, it was amazing. Like, <laughs> I was, uh, I was a massive, joking. Uh, I was a massive fan of the Verve, so... Uh, like there was a big crossover. Yeah, yeah and, man, uh, So my, my heroes were the Verve, really. I love the Verve. Like yeah. Richard Ashcroft and uh, more so Nick McCoe. Mm. And uh, um, so I was always, like, I, I didn't, when everyone was really loving, when Nebworth was happening, everyone was really excited about them. Yeah. I was like, they've not got the depth of the Verve. The Verve <laughs> got so much more depth. <laughs> Lots more depth. And I, kind of, <laughs> and I remember that like, working, I was a chef working in the kitchen and everyone was like, uh, everyone's trying to get tickets for Nebworth. Yeah. I'm like, I ain't going to fucking Nebworth. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going. It was such a good gig, man. It was such a good gig. Yeah, I don't bollocks. like big gigs. I, I mean, I, I don't. I was always a punk kid. Do you know what I mean? But like, what? But for, for that to start, that'd be the first gig. Oh, you know what I mean? It was oh like I'm real. They were doing a master plan at Nebworth. It's like, another little fuck, thing. Man. Oh my it's like, what god! What a tune. Do you know what I mean? I think net, net worth and main road, though those are the two. Like, yeah, if I could go yeah. back in time, yeah, yeah. Main, like, road. Main, main road. Like, yeah, do the picture of Liam when he's standing yeah. in the stadium that he stood in the stands yeah. as a kid, yeah. and then he's there, he's headlining his team's That's ground. It, I, I, I had that like that, that picture burned into my mind from when I was about thirteen. Yeah, it's it. It's, um, it's, that, it's like, stimulus enough, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? So. My, uh, I've got. I, I had a, yeah. I've got uh, my friend John's a photographer, and he uh, did the photos for Bittersweet Symphony. Um, and oh uh, God. Look, so that blows me away that he's my mate. Yeah, 
Uh, <laughs> and uh, he worked with Brian Cannon, who did the covers for Oasis and the Verve. He did all their artwork. Mm. Like he was their art oh, director, wow. and uh, he worked for him. And he, they, Microdot. Yeah, Microdot. Yeah. Brian Cannon. Uh, he had a um, like a, a loft in Shoreditch when Shoreditch wasn't cool and it was cheap. And he, he remembers going round there and just seeing piles and piles and piles of Adidas trainers. Yeah. Just absolutely loads <laughs> of Adidas trainers everywhere that basically, uh, like, um, Liam and Noel were like, they just didn't want them anymore. So they went, just send them to Brian. Uh, and I, mm. my mate went there and he was like, do you want some trainers? Yes. And he was like, nah, I don't know, Adidas. <laughs> You'd have had them just because they were on these, right? And the trainers. Yeah, man. <laughs> I would have been like that. I would have been, oh, been sniffing the shoes and all. It's all weird. <laughs> you know what, though? Um, I went to an Ashcroft gig at uh, the Electric Ballroom and uh, Liam Gallagher showed up. Uh, this was It became a bit more of a famous gig because... Um, uh, Ashcroft forgot the lyrics to one of his songs and uh, Liam came on stage and uh, re- reminded him of the lyrics yeah. and clapped along so he could get the rhythm right. Aww, and, that's so nice. And when Liam came into the building, it was like a bomb had gone off. It was like uh, mm. the, the mm. energy suddenly just went through the roof. Mm. It's like this man that just walked in the building, and this was after their heyday. You know, this is when Ashcroft gone solo, mm-hmm. um, but still, it was like he was like this massive magnet had walked into the mm. room, and everyone was just like, oh. and I, I, even I went downstairs. I went downstairs and stood by the bar. Yeah, of course you did. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I might try and talk to him. Yeah, yeah. And I couldn't help myself. I just became yeah. this massive fanboy. Mm. But it's that energy. Uh, he's one of those people, like, you, you talk about foot people you, in a dream world you'd love to meet. He's one of those people that he's such a, like, he's such a hero to me that if I ever met him, I don't know if I'd be able to speak to him. I almost don't want to because I, I, I think, you know, I sometimes think about, imagine you met a Beatle. Like, imagine you saw Paul McCartney. Why would I would just turn into jelly? I could, you know. But Liam is even above that for me because of what he meant to me and what he still means to me because he just he's the embodiment of passion and love and just, you know, a kid from a council estate with nothing who just wanted it. He wanted it all. Um, and that that will that will just never not resonate with me. Like I you're uh, all these stories are just blowing my mind. But that's it. It's like that positive. It's that, it's that positive <laughs> yeah, energy. stories, man. <laughs> I, I was like a teenager. Then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like gigging, and I was mm. well in the Britpop at the time. Nice, nice. Yeah, I've met quite a few of them. Yeah, it's the way. Uh, it's that energy, though, isn't it? You know, like, yeah. like that that creative energy. It's just, it is amazing, man. You, you got to remember, like, not everybody does does music. They don't do shit. You know what I mean? It's like that. That energy is so yeah. unique yeah. and it's so good as well. Like, it's such a positive, positive thing. Like, I'm, I get so hyped about it now. Like, yeah, we've, we've been making. grinding the chair. Yeah, yeah. So, I am getting so excited. <laughs> but, like, since we, we started making tunes and stuff, it's just like, it's another reason to hang out and get really nerdy yeah, about, like, reamping laptop shit into a guitar amp and, and the, the new Helix thing that he just bought and like, all sorts yeah, of I've stuff. Yeah, I just bought like, loads of pedals. Yeah. It's, it's my like, birthday yesterday. Anyway. So I kind of went a bit... Oh, happy oh, birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. And John, our secret, I forgot to text yeah, him happy yeah, birthday yeah. yesterday. Oh, I'm no. shit, right? I am a shit person. That's rule 101. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. <laughs> Mick McCabe, the guitar player from The Verve... He texted it, Text me. <laughs> 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 Which made me so happy. Yeah, and I forgot. Oh, my gosh, that's cool. <laughs> and one of, the, one you know of Nick Cave and the Bad Seas... Message me. Yeah, all right, show off. <laughs> well, our drummer would probably freak out if he heard that because our drummer Luke is a massive Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds fan. He's oh, obsessed, obsessed with Nick Cave. Nick He'd Cave. freak out. He'd be jail if he heard that. <laughs> but yeah, when it comes to like tech and gear and pedals and stuff, Aaron, he'd love to be a part of this discussion, our lead guitarist, because he's the, the one who's into all that in our band. He produces our demos, so he knows everything about the the gear, the tech side of things that we're kind of clueless about. His pedal board's like that size. <laughs> oh, I, Aaron is a, like, he's the genius of the band. You know, Aaron's favourite, his two favourite bands are Radiohead and Wilco. Yeah, nice. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. 
that that tells you you know our our, our next album's gonna sound very different and a large part of it is gonna be Aaron who used to play bass actually before Logan joined the band so on the first album Aaron plays bass and now he plays lead guitar um, and he got a promotion yeah wicked that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, moving so, forward, isn't it? Two guitars. This is it. Working the Radiohead dream. This is it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Big time. Yeah, me too. It's, it's getting bigger now, for sure. I, I did meet Nick Cave one time as well. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, mate. Cool. He seems like he'd be kind of scary. Yeah, uh, uh, No, he was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I went to pieces <laughs> and went, all right. <laughs> uh, I'm called Nick as well. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> wow! And that's pretty much it. That was it. That was the end of the conversation. That's a enough story, though. <laughs> yeah, and in those days we didn't have mobile phones, so I couldn't get a picture. Oh shit! Damn! Should you not take a massive camera with you? Should have, man. No, <laughs> but my friend did take a camera, and he did take pictures, and we did get told off. Did you? Oh, yeah, shit. it was a real tiny gig. It was pretty amazing. Huh. Yeah, he really scares was. the shit out cool. of me. I'm a fan of him, but he does scare me, man. Yeah, he's For one real. of my heroes. Definitely. <laughs> Terrifying, man. <laughs> well, we are at an hour and ten minutes, guys. Right, well, so no, it's been really lovely having you on. You guys have got like some lovely energy going on. I'm all about that at the moment. It's a beautiful thing. Um, yeah, you just I just I, when you get touring again, we'll be there for real. That'll be it. Can't wait to see you play. Bit next level, like awesome. I oh, know you guys have made yeah, me guys... feel really happy, yeah, exactly. That you got a lovely, <laughs> cool. you really have. You give me this kind of really nice, warm feeling. You made me want to kind of reconnect my family. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there you go. That's a uh, rock and roll. That's a rock and roll dream. <laughs> this is <laughs> it, man. This is <laughs> sick. It's been uh, a pleasure talking see. to you guys. Oh, thank you, <laughs> thank guys. you so much, everyone. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowlin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowlin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusion Supply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.